How many people have you talked to about selling this? Guess how many people have called before None. me? <laughs> Almost every time. He doubled his money. He was happy. I doubled my money. I was happy. Yeah. I had a happy seller. And I doubled my money. Guys, welcome to this video. I'm sitting here with Logan Fulmer, a new friend. Dude, I love coming to events like this. We're sitting here. We, we made a little makeshift studio. Thank you, Tyler, behind the camera. And Logan agreed to sit down with me. And I, I, I've never heard of you. I've never met you. But hopefully create a relationship here and a friendship for a long time. So I like thank it. you for being here. No doubt. And you're from San Antonio, where we're at. And I'm really excited, Logan, about this conversation we're going to have because you've cracked into a segment of the real estate market that is unique. It's different. Not a lot of people are doing it. And for most people, very intimidating because the thought of the strategy that you're doing so well, people are a little intimidated and overwhelmed by the thought of it. But I, I told you this off camera, the, the audience that, you know, watches my YouTube channel, it, it's mostly wholesaling. We also do some fix and flip and some other things, right? Creative and things like that. But it's primarily, you know, how to wholesale real estate. And this is what you do, but you've actually said, well, you know, wholesaling residential real estate is a very common strategy. It's, it's where most people start. It's a great entry into wholesaling. But you've said, well, I wonder if it's much different to do commercial. Same principle of wholesaling a contract, you know, assigning a contract, but why don't we do this commercial? And now you've done, you know, a hundred plus transactions last year and you've just taken this same idea into the commercial real estate space. And so when you were, when I learned this about you, I was kind of like, well, man, that's going to be, that's going to be like next level stuff for someone trying to learn how to wholesale houses. And you're like, actually, Jerry, it's not, it's not a whole lot different. So, that really got me excited to talk about this. So thank you again for being here. And I'm excited to dive into this topic with you. Absolutely. I think one of the most important parts to talk about right off the bat is when you're looking to wholesale a house, first off, the concept is really the same with a, I'll use a warehouse, for example, in most of our conversation, because that's a big part of my business. Warehouses. Warehouses. Okay. Metal building, concrete slab mm-hmm. foundation. That's it. Very mm-hmm. basic. When you're trying to wholesale a house, you've got to get 10%, 20% of the sales price as your fee. And the lower price the house is, the less of a fee you can squeeze. Fees, Yesterday, yeah. when you did your met, two days ago, you did your yeah. metrics, you can see bigger house, bigger fee. Yeah. Well, let's just say you can only get 10%. So $200,000 house, 20 grand, great deal. We aspire to do those in volume. They're great. But now let's only take, and remember this 10% of 200 grand, it's not much bigger than a realtor fee. 6%, 10%. For speed and convenience, fair deal for everybody. Yeah. Let's apply that to a $2 million deal. What is 10% of 2 million? Yeah. 200? 200 grand. Yeah. It's one transaction, not 10 of the houses. And the timeline, if you're, if you're giving a good deal, we'll give a good deal too. So if I contract for less than it's worth and I'll still sell it, I will leave money on the table. Mm. Normally commercial transactions need months or years to sell. When you price them right, like an example somebody made earlier, no one's in the market to buy a house today, or watch today. But if I sell you my $100,000 watch for five grand, who's in the market for a watch? Everybody. Everybody now. <laughs> now the $2 million warehouse, when you sell it for $1.8 million, it's hard to get good deals on commercial. It doesn't take six months to sell. It sells in 30 or 40 days. Yeah. So it now has a short cycle time. Yeah. Guys, so, I hope you caught this. This is, this is actually, Logan, a principle that I try to teach quite frequently on my channel, which is this idea over margin. And when you can start to look at the real estate business in a, in a margin play, uh, a lot of the real estate we do, like if you just break down the transaction, mm-hmm. time, energy, and effort doesn't really change if it's a $5,000 transaction or a $200,000 transaction. Or 2 million. 
or two million, right? Because the principle of a contract, a seller, a buyer, a negotiation, you know, a closing, the now not it's not totally dollar for dollar or time right. for time, but for the most part, it's about the same amount of work. Right. But one deal makes five, one deal makes two hundred or whatever. Right. And you've just exponentially increased your your bottom line. Not that anything changed other than the asset you're wholesaling or flipping or whatever, that changed. Right. And so when people can grasp that concept, when I grasped that concept, it was good night. Like I Game over. My, yeah, my, it was game gas. over because I was like, why am I flipping these low, low-income houses? Why don't I just go into a $500,000 neighborhood? Right. Now I did the same work, but I made three times or four times as much money. What am I doing? And, this, and it's easier to make that pitch to the seller because they're not leaving such a great percentage on the table as they would a $150,000 house. They got to give you all the equity to make it work. Yeah. It's like trying to buy a house for $25,000 that you wholesale for fifty. It's a 50% markup. You're not going to get a lot of those. But wholesaling a, a commercial building for you know 1.7 to 1.9, that's a that's a 10% increase. Yeah. But yet it's 200,000 in your pocket. Bingo. So the neat part is capital is not ext- the your original capital requirements. You got to have some money. You got to get a little bit of a lead list which you can pick some of them for free. Mm-hmm. We always just pulled small metal building industrial zoning lead list uh, anywhere from 500 to 2500 leads. Okay. And we're already running a su- successful residential and land wholesaling business. Yeah. But we literally didn't know how to do this. So me and my partner said, hey, let's do this. We get on the phone and start calling these people. So the same way we started to do a house, we pulled a lead list, but we didn't use VAs. We called ourselves and made calls, got these folks on the phone. And these weren't, um, there was no like distress in it. It was just Zero distress. Yeah, so just ownership was the list. Oh my gosh. We don't have a whole lot of time today, but I'm going (laughs) to tell you an aha moment that blew my mind when after about 10 deals, I realized the folks that we're buying these from, I realized these were not developed in volume like homes or apartment buildings. So a 20,000 square foot metal building was built by an owner occupant to run his granite shop 20 years ago. Yeah. And he now needs to sell it because he's retiring. Yeah. And he built it. So there's not a huge amount of those. There's a lot, but not in volume like the big stuff. So he built it for, let's say, five, six, seven hundred thousand. He's going to sell it to me for a million five. And he's du- doubling he's his, double money. his money. He's thrilled. Great. I can close really quickly. It, Here's the kicker. On that particular one, I sold it for $3.2 million. He doubled his money. He was happy. I doubled my money. I was happy. Yeah. I had a happy seller. Yeah. And I doubled my money. Yeah. It wasn't even distress. He just... Right. Just so the kicker is there's tons of these guys out there that have built their businesses, these gals, and they're kind of done. Might have been an investment, but they're into the career. They're going to make money and they're not trying to get every single nickel out of it. Make it easy. Let me, and let me sell it right to you. Let me ask you this because um, I've done some commercial and some development and some land. And and the one thing that I've learned when it comes to, I guess, non-residential is mm-hmm. you can create terms that are so much more favorable and it's normal oh. than residential. So like, right. you know, I'll fight tooth and nail to get like a 10-day inspection. And they're like, <laughs> can we make it five? Okay, fine, five. And now you're like on the clock because you have a contingency and you want to make sure you can secure your buyer during your contingency, right? Otherwise, maybe renegotiate or find out you don't have a deal and you have that contingency as your safety net. Well, like when I do land, I'll say, look, I need a six-month close and I need a this due diligence. And Get all this elbow room. It gives you all this elbow room. And commercial is very normal because it's 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 got a use where a buyer might need to figure a bunch of things out. I got to talk to zoning or I don't know if it meets the requirements. And here's the I cool have. thing. 
you can get that long inspection right. time. But if you're getting a really good deal, that's your window to go pitch this to the world. You got time now. Yeah. Like a like a 30-day due diligence with commercial is the same as a three-day with residential <laughs> in like in like comparison. Yeah. So like when when you're like, man, this if the seller's like, man, I need to keep you on a really tight inspection, let's keep it at 45 days. You know what I mean? <laughs> got it. Yeah. Right? Like you get this breathing room with commercial. Are you finding that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah, our folks, originally, they said, we're used to doing X amount of time. It was either 10 to 30 days on yeah. residential. And when we started feeding these new leads into our team and started to commercialize this process, yeah. we told everybody, 120 days feasibility. And our team pushed back on us. The sellers won't let us. They never let me. And I said, you've never called this kind of seller before. Yeah. And our first dozen contracts, they're like, I got six months. Everyone's laughing. Now it's like a game. How much time can I get? Yeah, how much time can I get on due diligence? Because yeah. that's just part of what commercial does. So, and the, and the thing that um, I love about commercial is, because I've, I've got a strong real estate license background, so I've got a, I'm, a, I'm a licensed broker too, so I've gone through a lot of education. And I remember from real estate school, my broker license, the difference between residential and commercial real estate is night and day in, the, in, the, um, in all of the laws and the consumer protection and everything. Commercial basically says, if you're getting into commercial, it's you should have known better. Like yes. you, it's up to you to know what you're all doing. All at risk. It's all that's right. Buyer beware is like the it's so and residential to mega consumer protection. Like mega oh. consumer, you don't do this, you don't say that. This even form, the contracts form. are consumer protection oriented. Right. Commercial, it's like whatever you and the seller do is what you do. There are no you can't do this, you can't do that. Not in commercial, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So creative becomes fun, double closings and escrow and all oh, yeah. these things. You can do all of that in commercial without any issues. It just yep. opens up an entire playground of opportunity. It does. So the neat thing is folks that are probably watching this are thinking, you know, I'm doing, I'm trying to get my first deal. I've done three or four deals. How am I going to do this? And it can be daunting. It can be scary. The first thing I'd recommend is folks get on YouTube and watch some commercial real estate videos because there is some terminology you need to know. Mm -hmm. The three ways to value the property, the cost to replace, the income model, and the comparables. Typically in residential, we'll do comparables and income sometimes. If it's, it's a, a rental, rental or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really need to get familiar with the terminology and it will take a little bit of time practicing it to get to the point where you can roughly understand how to value those models. That's why I recommend Pick something and stick to it. I like multifamily and metal buildings. Metal buildings okay. the most. I can tell you in Texas, in the major MSAs, <laughs> how much it costs to recreate those off the top of my head. I know the numbers. Yep. I know about the general rental rate in every one of those foreign MSAs. And within five minutes, I can say, $75 a square foot, I'll take it. Yeah. Very fast. Because you understand, bit, yeah. That takes a little bit of time. But while you're doing the single family houses and maybe some small land, you can toy around with yeah. this. And the learning curve can be very similar. Yeah, I agree. I would say start with uh, multifamily. You know, metal buildings is great. I've, I've never really thought about that, but they're the most simple. Okay, they're yeah. as or more simple than a rent house. Even I, even more than multifamily. Mega. Yeah, yeah. So there's not there there's a large amount of them out there, but not in the volume of multifamily. The yeah. other thing I found is a lot of the big institutional money has gone after multifamily, and it's destroyed the market for finding good deals. Yeah, that doesn't good exist point. in the metal buildings, but there is an extreme demand because the inventory isn't as high as multifamily. There are all these business owners that need a place to run their business. They don't want to go develop real estate. And the owner-occupant is one of the reasons single-family sells at such a high price point. Owner-occupant will pay whatever to get it. Mm -hmm. Same for a business owner. They so, will pay top dollar for a metal building 
and it's foundation, metal frame, electrical, sometimes mechanical, and it's clad with metal. It is the most simple building that exists yeah. in the world. Next yeah. to wood. So hut, let me ask you then hut. on because I understand with multifamily, it's an income-based value. So yeah. if you don't know what that means, that there, multifamily doesn't look so much at like, well, what did another 10-unit building sell for? A little bit, but they're more like, okay, well, what's the net operating income? Yeah. What's the cash flow? And then we're going to value, that's cap rate, we're going to value the building based on the income it produces. Mm-hmm. And that's commercial, right, for the most part. Metal buildings, are they doing it that way? Or how you got are they two doing real it? buyers. Okay. You've got smaller funds, smaller, not really funds, more investment-type groups. Those folks will look at an income model because they're going to buy it and find a tenant and they love managing them because they're so low maintenance to manage. They're all triple net leases, which means the tenant pays the owner, the landlord, mm-hmm. one check every month and the tenant pays all taxes. the bills that the landlord yeah. normally pays. Yeah. So taxes, insurance and, and the principal and interest or the loan, I guess, or rent. Right. Yeah. So if you guys hear that term, it's a term you really want to learn triple net. It's very com. Bingo. So for this, for the seller, it's amazing because that payment is covering all those other costs. All a seller, all a tenant, a landlord has to do is collect a check or call their lawyer and file eviction. There are no toilets to fix, no make ready for the next tenant. They're longer leases. So the point I was getting at there is the buyers are mid-sized institute, mid-sized investors, which will buy on an income model yeah. or the owner occupant who's basically got their broker looking at comps. So it's comparables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one of my mentors is a uh, is a uh, Sharif Medawar. I don't know if you know that name. I've seen it on the internet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he actually personally. lives in Puerto Rico, and um, we we've, we've spent some time together a little bit. But um, I mean, he'll do exactly what you're describing, where he'll he'll get this he'll get this building under contract, and then he'll start calling all the all the big box people like the subways and stuff, and he'll uh-huh. he teaches like how to actually find them, and then once he secures like a ten year or twenty year lease with like a Walgreens. He just tripled the value in the building. Yeah, that's national credit risk. Those things sell on such a tiny multiple with a massive yeah, return. Yeah, but the idea is kind of what you're saying, which is, you know, go. What, what I'm hearing is go where everybody else is not going, and that's how you can create a unique niche. Like I did my presentation last night to the group, and I talked about, you know, what the million dollar wholesale wholesalers are doing. And I'm when I say million, I mean million a month. And they follow this very strict, narrow criteria in the types of houses, the type of markets, which means if you're also playing in that same lane, mm-hmm. you're competing with the biggest players the and best. they will kill you. They will outspend you. They will outmarket you. They will, they, they'll get to the deals before you. They're just, they're, cause they got their crap together. Yeah. So you can, you can become them, you know, like you could do that. And here's what they're doing if you want to, or, go in a different lane they're not in and you just opened up an entire world where you can niche. You know, when we were, I have a different business line that does pre-foreclosures. My guys are fast yeah. to call. And when they call, you're the seventh person and my guys are fast. <laughs> Do you know, I started asking people when we talked to, to warehouse owners, how many people have you talked to about selling this? Guess how many people have called it's before none. me? <laughs> Almost every time. You're the yeah. first person. Yeah. Love that. I'm oh not fighting gosh. for anybody. When you don't have to compete and you're talking to a seller and you're mm-hmm. not competing, yeah. you can take your time, you can work a good deal, right? So here's a really interesting point that everybody should know. We learned it the hard way. It took us a while, but we started to build relationships with brokers. So in residential wholesaling, you're going to look for cash buyers. In our case, we'll look for local brokers because they have pocket buyers ready to go. Oh. You don't have to hit the market. 
Yeah. You're going to pay them your 3% fee on yeah. sales price because you're doing good. But you build that in. They want that thing to sell. A broker making 3% of $2 million is 60000 Yeah, He's making a good check, yeah. and you, he wants to get paid. He will help you sell hard. So give us, so this is fantastic. I hope you guys are grabbing value. I mean, I'm learning so much, Logan. Thank you. This is great. No doubt. So someone who's thinking, man, I'd like to try this out. Um, what would be like, what, what would be like the, the one or two? You gave a couple nuggets here. Let's just maybe review them, but you're pulling some lists. You're, you're, you're networking with some brokers. Those are the same things. Yeah. Those are the same things we do in residential. Is it literally just pull the same kind of a list? Yes. Talk to agents. These are going to be commercial brokers now. Now, part of why you're going to talk to them is because the terminology you're going to learn is going to be really helpful. And the ideology that you're going to learn while conversing with them is going to really get you going faster. Yeah. Then you're going to go back to YouTube, you and start Googling and watching these so things. So when, when you hear these words, guys, write it down, go research that because you're going to hear cap rate. You're going to hear NOI. You're going to hear price per square foot. 50% of what you need to know is on YouTube. It exists. <laughs> it is already there. And there are some nerdy guys in suits explaining about commercial real estate. Those are the guys you want to listen to. Not like the young, cool guys like this. <laughs> like Logan. Yeah, yeah. Well, Logan, maybe what we could do is, I just had an idea here. Maybe we could work on a series on the channel and we could actually spend some time and break down like more like a, like a masterclass on commercial wholesaling. And I'm down. Put a, leave a comment and say, Jerry, I really want to learn commercial wholesaling. Show us the way. And if there's some interest, then we'll, we'll figure out how to get you that information when it's ready or we'll do some more collaboration. But I'd love that. I think this is a fantastic opportunity for people to carve out a niche in an industry where houses is so competitive. Um, we have a program where we do land. And um, so I, I like to spec flip. So it's a unique, it's one part of land that's just like infill lots and oh, yeah. buildable lots. And um, so we have a program where people can, if they find a buildable lot and it meets the criteria I like to build, I'll buy it. And so I've done some teaching on like, okay, well, how do you land flip? And how do you find the buyer for land? And it's very similar you know, big picture idea with, with this, it's like, you can go fight with all these other wholesalers going after the exact same house you're calling on, or go find something that's almost the same thing. Meaning there's the principles are the same, but there's no competition or little competition and do very well. Absolutely. And that's what you've done. You know, that's really cool. There's the one more thing I do want to add here. And this is something I talked a lot about my, in my presentation at this conference yesterday, I'll never forget when I first got into real estate, I remember meeting somebody who made a ton of money and I taught, had a little conversation with him. I said, that guy's not harder working than me. He's not smarter than me. He's not better than me. And I wasn't saying this in a bad way. I'm just like, do I measure up? Can I get there? Yeah. If he can do it, I can do it. I can too. Yeah. And that's I remember, a real thing. If he can do it, I can do that it. That is what got us almost all of us here. Yeah. And I know folks are looking at that saying, I can't, those guys aren't rocket scientists. Yeah. I can do that. If people really, knew actually how dumb I really am. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't think that because they're like, well, look how successful you are. No, guys. Hey, they can ask your wife. She'll tell them. She'll tell you. Any, yeah, she'll tell you. She, she, in fact, she does tell people that. They're like, how is he? And she's like, he's actually not very smart at all. He's kind of dumb. And uh, but you know what? I own it because it's not about that. In fact, it's I can too. And that's yeah. what I want everybody to understand today. If you've gotten a couple residential deals done, you've got to give yourself a little bit more credit confidence because this is a special <laughs> deal. And plow in, go for yeah. it, because I promise you, we've been saying this from the beginning all the way to we've this. I've been doing this kind of part of the business for twenty wholesaling yeah. for twenty four months, and actually one eighteen months. Our twenty fourth month is September, I think. Yeah, 
in the last trailing 12 months is 111 transactions, 30 million in sales, 4.5 million in net profit after all expenses. Yeah. So if I can do it, you can too. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know Logan. I think he's a smart guy, but if I bet if I spent some time with him, I'd find out he's actually kind of dumb. But here he is, ultra <laughs> successful. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just just with that, like, you know, are you willing to take some risk? Are you willing to put yourself out there? Are you willing to make mistakes? That's what's made you successful. Not that you have some kind of specialized expertise in commercial. Right. Because the terminology, what a cap rate is, all of that, you said it. Like, you can go learn that very quickly. So, like, that's the 10%. People think that's the 90%. It's the 10%. The 90% is that's like... That's the firing your gut, the work. Putting in the... putting in the Yeah, it's it's saying, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. And when they, when they say no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. I'm going to keep trying. That's, that's what it is. That's know? right. So, love that. That's great. Well, I think you gave some great ideas here. I hope this sparks some real interest. Uh, thank you again, Logan. Let's put your information in the description below okay. of just where they can, you know, follow you, maybe some of your social media or whatever. And, um, and people can start kind of learning from you as well. And appreciate you being willing to share these ideas. You know, some people learn this stuff and they just kind of hold on to it. I, I, I kind of gathered from you that you're one of those guys that's like me where it's like, you know, the more I give, the more I share, then the more. God I didn't invent me. anything. I'm just telling you what I found. Let's do this together. Yeah, it's just your journey, but it's working, and yeah. you can do it too. That's Absolutely. It. Awesome. Thank you, man. This is great. This is great. I appreciate, appreciate it. you guys. If you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you on the next video.